Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steve and Izzy how you do a preview fuck yeah <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i'm steve and i'm izzy and this is everything, everything I, I learned from, from movies. movies and tonight oh tonight <laughs> uh the 1985 i'm gonna call it a classic yeah life force oh this movie is apeshit crazy uh, how have i did i not hear about this until a large podcast did it right uh, this movie's a hundred percent up my alley Absolutely. It's uh, from the director, R.I.P. Toby Hooper, uh, director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, this poltergeist, uh, even though they say Spielberg did it, but whatever. His name's on the, the credits. Um, and he also did a movie called Gin last, like, a year or two ago Ooh. that was supposed to be some cool horror movie, but very low budget. Anyway. All right. Um, and from the writer of Alien. Yeah. And, of course... From Canon Films. <laughs> oh my god, Canon Films. Yes. 
if you don't know the history of Canon Films, there is an amazing documentary on uh, Electric Boogaloo, yes, like that, Electric Rise Boogaloo. and Fall or whatever of Canon Films. Yeah, it, look it up and then watch the Apple. Oh God. Uh, coming next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but first, are you a little parched, my dear? Yes, I need a drink. Excellent. Well, we found a little ditty at our uh, local Trader Joe's uh, from their Joseph Brow Brewing. It's the Drive Through Red, which is a dry hopped red ale. Ooh, hmm. right up Steve's alley. It sounds perfectly made for me. For those of you who don't know, Steve absolutely loves red ale, so. Absolutely. Uh, so let's see how this one goes. One moment. Gonna just pop your top off here. Oh, my top! And the pour. Glug 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 glug. Ooh, that is. This a is good a good color. Ale. Yeah. Yeah, I got a nice red color to it. Very oh, super clear. Wow, like crystal clear. Almost like a lager. You can read a book through that. Yeah. Um, I can read our house address through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, got a nice khaki-colored head. Khaki. Smells nice and hoppy. Got a little bit of maltiness to it. Mm. Steve's going in for the sip. Yeah, it's definitely uh, hop forward. Uh, mm -hmm. Got a good, uh, just well rounded. Like it's not super piney, but just yeah, a little bitter, a little yeah nice notes. It's got, but you can always taste the malt and stuff behind it nice, as well. Nice, well balanced beer. It's yeah. got a couple of hop notes. Got a nice multi multi background to back it up. If you're expanding your palate into hoppier beers, but you find that you just keep going for. Uh, lagers and like um, Meritsons, things like that. Sorry, my brain stopped working there for a second. This would be a good step forward in the hop direction. Yeah, definitely a little more mellow than uh, usual <laughs> hops like uh, Columbus and all those ones up in Oregon. It's more of a more of a noble hop profile. Very, yeah, very subdued, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, this is a good all day drinking beer. Mm -hmm. This is a football watching football drinking beer. Hell yeah! Speaking of, Ooh, and it's seven point two percent. So. Woo! Ooh, the trick. This is going to sleepy time here. <laughs> Speaking of football, is it just me, or did the theme music for Life Force sound exactly like the NFL like films theme music? I was, I was trying to play like as soon as it came on, it was like, oh my god, what do I know this from? I was like, wait, is this like for Commando or like one of those classics? And like they just reuse it for another canon film, like Masters of the Universe. I'm like. No, this is like NFL films. <laughs> yeah, apparently the, the frozen tundra. Apparently, the guy who did the music for it is like a real composer. Yeah, Henry Mancini. Uh, good wow. stuff. Yeah, good tasty beer. Mm -hmm. So life force. Oh, life force. <laughs> uh, of course, it starts with that opening theme music, which is yeah, very Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, the Caribbean man. And then it's, uh, you're basically filled in that there's a uh, spaceship flying to Halley's Comet uh, With to the investigate Nerva it. Drive, which creates uh, creates gravity, so they don't yes. have to worry about gravity. Yeah, like, like oh yeah, Earth-like gravity at all times. Like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, well that's solved then. Even though they turn off the Nerva Drive at one point. They do. To glide know. in. But yeah, they're up there to, uh, to check out Halley's Comet. Uh, they discover, in the tail of the comet... There's an object 150 miles long that yeah. appears to be not natural. <laughs> it appears to be a long flying schlong. <laughs> it's a flying dildo. It's or, a, or an arrow. I it's mean, a dick. It kind of is, yeah. It even has balls. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it flies balls first now, to be fair, but... Well, you know, 
That's how real man does it. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing to hide. Put those things right out front. Yeah. Uh, if you fly red balls <laughs> first, do not send us pictures. That's how Superman used to do it. And then he realized he couldn't see where he was flying. And so I was like, all right, this is probably a little better. Are you saying that God's eye didn't give him good directional view? What? <laughs> it's butt. The all-seeing eye. <laughs> wow. I have never heard a butthole referred to as a god's eye before. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Fate of the Furious for a second. I'm like, they haven't quite done the flight thing yet. Next. But. Okay. Okay. Pause the po- pause the whole podcast right here. When does Fast and Furious go to space? Because they always end up in space. I, I assume the next one. If Ice Age ended up in space, Fast and Furious is definitely ending up in space. If there's anything Brave Little Toaster taught us, they oh, always end up in space. <laughs> Why do they always end up space in space? of the furious. Uh, yeah. So uh, life space, uh, force, uh, <laughs> life, space. life, fast and furious. This one just started in space. They knew yes. where they were headed. They didn't like just cut the bullshit right to where they need to be. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so of course they go to investigate this this vessel, mm-hmm. um, and they find. Uh, I mean, okay. oh wait, we also want to note that this is a joint U.S. British operation. Indeed. Indeed. Because that comes into play later. But they're flying around. Okay, so the like graphics and everything in this movie, not, not that bad. Not I mean, bad at all. Not for the time. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool, interesting design. It's a lot mm-hmm. like Alien and... What was, what was the movie I was thinking there's of? Definitely Event Horizon. If, kind of yeah. like that kind of a feel to no, it. No, there's definitely like influences of... Uh, you have Alien and, of course, you know, Star Trek and... Star Wars and all yeah. of those good other star-based movies. <laughs> Everything with star in the um, title. Star Ice Force. Pirates. Yeah. No, wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. the influences from Ice Pirates are prevalent throughout this movie. Uh, if the Ice Pirates showed up in this oh, movie. <laughs> with the apple. No. Uh, if, if Space Jesus from the apple ro- drove Which... in a Rolls Royce now. Uh, but yeah, that would have been great if he like flew past them <laughs> at some point, like not acknowledged whatsoever. No, it but... was like, uh, was that a comet? Yeah, yeah, totally. Just, <laughs> just ignore that. <laughs> uh, but while investigating the vessel, they stumble upon these giant bats uh, that are just kind of floating around in this mysterious vessel. Carcasses. They're totally yeah. decimated. Yep, they go to investigate. They're desiccated. Decimate, desiccated. Desiccated. Uh, basically all all water and liquids pulled out of their system so they basically crumble at the touch um and they're like all right we're gonna <laughs> they say something like we're gonna we're opening the uh the protective package or something they throw a net over it to take it <laughs> back to <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> yeah it, it's not the highest tech way of transporting it <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, also, while they're exploring the ship, in that they realize it's been floating there in space for thousands of years, based upon uh, the degradation of the ship, as far as they know. Yeah. And then they uh, continue to investigate. Oh, that's right. The back on the uh, their ship. Um, on there, there's this giant vessel that kind of flies by them and opens up the tail end or no, no, that no that, the that, that's the, the vessel oh okay so the ex- yeah 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 that's right so there's that's explorers right. on the alien spacecraft the there are people back man on i forget the name of their spaceship uh, it has a nerva drive it's yeah, not the columbia no because oh. columbia does make an appearance in this too 
I want to say he's like the Isaac Newton or something like that. Some That's a headache comet. Some, some British philosopher um, or, or yeah, uh, scientist Yeah, I'll look guy. that up. But no, no, no. Uh, why, so but, while the explorers are on the alien spacecraft, the um, the friend of it opens up like an umbrella. Yeah. yeah and so, it freaks everybody out on the spaceship. Yeah. and But then it stops and they give it a good three Mississippi. Uh, meanwhile, on the inside, a ves- uh, like a doorway kind of opens up, like a little round vagina looking doorway opens up and there's just (laughs) blinding white light inside of there and after the three mississippi of the ship no longer moving they're like all right well that's where we're going next that's where we're headed (laughs) yes follow the light that's exactly what you do (laughs) the churchill churchill can't believe we forgot the churchill uh even better we'll fight by the land we'll fight by sea Five by space. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Churchill uh, went to space, honey. <laughs> Mr. Churchill, we're just going to cut that last part Even out. Even Churchill's in space. Fast and furious. You're listening, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they go into the white light. Um, and it opens up into this room with uh, kind of like a crystalline kind of outside. It's like quartz yeah. crystals. But in the or middle... Like, like a quartz crystal honeycomb. Yeah, like a geode. Yeah, of. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in the middle there's some tall, looks like crystals, but they realize there's naked people in them. Yes, there are. Very Three good looking naked people. Perfect naked people. Yes, one girl and two, and two guys. guys. Which will come into play a little later with a theory uh, we have. You know, no, we're, no, we're, this we're, isn't a theory. Let's skip to it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so... Yeah, let's skip to it now because we're going to forget later yeah, and then we we're going to totally ourselves. Are. So later, when the humanoids wake up, the woman, the main character, she tells them that uh, she their their true forms are the bat-like creatures, but the true forms don't matter. They created the images that they that the world sees them as now from the thoughts of the crew, and that she had created the perfect woman out of. Uh, Spoiler alert, the sole survivor of the Churchill's mind, an American pilot. Yeah, Colonel Carlson. Colonel Carlson. Now, on the ship, as far as we could tell, <laughs> there was only one woman mm-hmm. and a bunch of other guys. And true. So, we have a perfect woman created from the American from the American pilot. Mm-hmm. We have a guy, we're going to go ahead and assume from the woman's, woman's mind. Mm-hmm. We can assume that. Yeah, and so we have about five or six other guys... To choose from to pick who created the other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think the girl was on the uh, the crew that like investigated she the was. vessel. Was yeah, she? she was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, she screams. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Think about that. You will. You know what? <laughs> I applaud them for being forward thinking. Indeed. Indeed. Also, later on, we're going to, have to talk about Sir Patrick Stewart's first on screen kiss. We sure are, but that is much later. Uh, so. So they uh, break off the three bodies. They skip the part about how they... They decide they're going to take them back to the Churchill to take them back in one of the bat creatures. They talk about how they're going to bring them back in their crystal coffins. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They appear to be in suspended animation. Indeed. So then we skip to 30 days later Mm -hmm. when uh, the Churchill is found. Uh, It goes back to Earth, but it's basically just kind of floating in orbit, and they try to... It's on autopilot, and uh, it's on... A similar course to what it should be on, but an incorrect course, slightly. And they're like, well, if it follows this one, it's going to crash. And it looks as though they set the course when they left the comet, but haven't adjusted it since. So they send up uh, Columbia to go up and go dock with them and see what goes on. So the American crew goes and checks it out. 
And the whole inside has been burned out. Yeah. Everything except for the three crystal coffins. Yeah. And there's plenty of corpses floating around and mm-hmm. uh, of the crew. But yeah, the, the three bodies in the coffins are perfectly fine. Desiccated not corpses. Un- not unlike the USS Dimitri in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Hmm. I don't remember anyway. Spaceship and Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> different time, different time. Uh, Keanu in space. Has Keanu ever been to space? Oh my god, has Keanu he, ever been to space? Yeah, day the earth stood still. It's true. No. Never mind. <laughs> it's only has I Tom Cruise ever been to space? Uh, Oblivion. There you go. Yeah. All right. Everyone goes to space. Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks went to space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone Christopher goes to Walken space? go to space? Was he in Space Cowboys? No, he wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just picture Christopher Walken in Space Cowboys. Three, two, engage. <laughs> no. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> we have a problem. Bears. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> So back on this movie. Back for 70 minutes are we in? <laughs> oh, good, 15 or so. Uh, so they get the payload of the, the three bodies, basically take them to Earth, uh, send them up at the SRC, the Space Research Center in London. Um, and, <laughs> well, let's just say the they take particular interest in the female that they bring in. Yeah, they do. Uh, stark naked. And just a lovely individual by the name of Matilda May, uh, she ballerina's body mm. is spectacular. Yeah, like she, so. So they always talk about how Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's in the Guinness World Records that he has the most perfect male body. Indeed, he's perfectly proportioned. All of that, like in his prime, probably yeah. not now. Yeah, it's still <laughs> not bad. I mean. Still not bad at all. No, no, no. I feel like if there's a perfectly proportioned female body, Matilda May's it. Yeah, like nineteen eighty four, eighty five, whatever. Mill Tilda May. Yeah. I cannot think of one flaw on her. Is there anything that the you would change? The fact that she'll suck the life force right out of you. No, I'm just saying her body. Oh, oh, like, oh real life Matilda May. Real uh, life Matilda May. <laughs> She's perfect. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable. And I have great tits. I would take her tits. In fact, I was going to say this for a fun fact. She only has seven minutes of screen time. Yet she is pretty much anything anyone remembers from this movie. She only has seven minutes of seven minutes. Time? I know. I was trying wow. to like add it up, but like, th- there's basically a minute or two in the scene we're talking about where they uh, they they basically they, it's not really an autopsy. Like they're just like taking her vitals and stuff, and like seeing they're you know, trying to bring sure her. Okay. They're, yeah. they're checking out her uh, her stasis. Yeah, um, and she wakes up. You know, eyes open, wing, um, and she basically stands up, and of course the dude standing there is like, "Uh, uh, power boners can't move." And then uh, enter the vampire's thrall. Boobs. Yes, stare into my boobs. boobs. Uh, stare. <laughs> and then, and then, by way of the quickening, I assume that mm-hmm. she sucks yeah. the life force right out of him. Yeah, she yeah. swallows quickening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a she Highlander cons- reference. She consumes the quickening. Um, and of course, somebody's watching this on a security camera and goes, oh shit, and runs in afterward to, to, I don't know, stop her or whatever, find out what's going on. And of course, he's enthralled and just brought in closer. 
sucks him right up. Or, oh, uh, but then she gets interrupted, and he's lying there, like, just wiped, just lying down there. Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know. I, uh, what She's happened? gone. She's gone. He's uh, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other guy's like a husk, uh, uh, a mummified husk, basically, of a man just lying there on the table. Props to whoever made the, the dummies in these. I like the way they're, they look. They were really good and actually, yeah. like, moved pretty well. I mean, they're a little herky-jerky and stuff, obviously, but if you were a husk, you kind of would be, too. Yeah, All no, right. no. The thing is that, like, I mean... They're not perfect by any means. Oh no! But as far as a movie like like you know this this type of movie, there are way worse ones, and I would I would prefer these dummies be in place of all of the CGI husks. Yeah. In every movie. Yeah. I props to, you know, Canon gets a lot of shit, and this movie gets some shit. This is a good movie. It really is. I I I, as I said, I'm. I'm amazed we had never heard of it before. Like this the, is right I, think, I think it was the Canon kind of Films documentary where we first kind of heard of it. Well, and also, how did this get made? Of course, they shout out to how did this get made? Yeah, I think but, that's how most people discovered it. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, it's not. It never got distribution because, like, I mean, I watched a lot of weird movies. Yeah. Weird movies. Yeah. This never came up. And with Sir Patrick Stewart, this was never on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> I never had HBO. Damn Beastmaster taking up all the time slots. <laughs> Beastmaster followed by Beastmaster with a third helping of Beastmaster followed by Troll Two. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, the movie's good. Uh, it, basically, from here, she breaks out and she's on the run and Mm -hmm. the uh, also uh, around the same time um, an escape pod from churchill uh, the churchill discovered in in outside of texas texas yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and it's recovered and they decide to bring the 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 survivor who Uh, is the captain yeah colonel carlson colonel carlson uh back to to london to talk about like what he found and what the bodies are because he needs to go to london because that's where the bodies ended up indeed yeah um so he shows up and basically says like oh i don't really remember much everybody kind of went crazy at first it was our communications guy and he bashed the radios and then one by one everybody kind of went crazy and then became these husks and then the ship burst into flames so i left yeah later he'll change his story and be like no actually uh she i was under her control she picked me as her lover i ruined the controls and let the ship on fire and let her eat everybody (laughs) there you go yeah well but you don't find that out for another Oh, hour that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh but but yeah so she's on the run she's she kills a couple guards just mm-hmm. by like kind of brushing them to the side and sucking out their house yeah. and stuff she uses the quickening to fly some people through the air yeah she she shatters all those those windows during yes. her escape so and then walks windows. naked over broken glass i'm like oh my god i hope that's not real glass it's sugar glass <laughs> yeah well that was still you can't damage that perfect body it's true yeah oh go watch the trailer pause this podcast right now and go watch the trailer she is spectacular yeah and and just think you see more than you do in the trailer um um, so she's out on the town the the fed uh the english colonel kane he comes in to investigate mm-hmm. everything there at yep. the research center after, you know, things start on fire and she escapes. And There's also a doctor like who studies death. Oh, yes. Dr. Falada? Falada? Something like that? Felicia? Yeah. Falada. 
Falada. Yeah, yeah they, they always say like I, I think Falata. each person said it like a different way. So. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Doctor Exposition. <laughs> yes, he's Doctor Exposition. He talks about uh, there is a soul or a life force Roll that everybody uh, has. He's looking over. There's a great scene where he's looking over the husk of one of the guys, and uh, it's been about two hours since her initial escape. And all of a sudden, the body starts to reanimate. And then it thrills in one of the operating room doctors. <laughs> yeah, it's called the like, and mummified they guy. Just. In. <laughs> and then the guard who had been sucked li- the life out of him, he's suddenly been reanimated and he's awesome. And there's a husk of an OR doctor. So they tranquilize a dude who just stole dude's life force, and they <laughs> yeah. throw him in the can. Yeah, and by in the can, in a storage facility that was filled with, like, food and, I don't know. Yeah, supplies. Ga- I'm assuming medical gallon, supplies. Gallons of flighter fluid. I, I don't know what yeah, was all in there. But. Well, it's the uh, Space Research Center, so I'm assuming it's rocket fuel and moon rocks. I would say, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, just like a little storage because he, he starts freaking out later and just are like knocking stuff off shelves and off the back yeah, wall. They and don't it's appear like, to have like an actual holding cell or yeah. any spare rooms. Yeah, it's just more like where, where you would like store things and lock them up so no one comes by and steals them kind of a thing. Yeah. But then, you know, the the next question is, what about the two males? What's happened to their bodies? And then, yeah. and, and so they're in the basement, and they're mm-hmm. actually guarded by like guys with guns and grenades and stuff. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like like royal services, like special ops dudes. Like they've got their red berets and everything. Yeah, but upstairs the girls uh, basically they had like a couple I don't know part time renacops and scientists up there. Oh, those were the guys it. who were just guarding the front office. I yeah. the impression I got was that the guys at the front who Matilda May like flicked with her wrist across the room. It was like, that's the front office. Those guys don't have any security clearance. So it's like, you're here to just tell people you can't come in. What goes on in the back? None of your business. Doctors. (laughs) Doctors happen in the back. That's all that matters. But we don't see no patients. Don't worry about it. (laughs) That was kind of the impression I got. Because obviously it's military on the inside. Those guys were, yeah, total, like, rental cops. They had no idea what was going on. Like, they got a call. They got the call right before she comes in. Like, there's a woman coming. She's naked. You can't miss her. Don't let her leave. naked? Oh, she, they're jerking us around. Yeah, oh, the Cockney accents were great. It was that bad, but it was pretty close. Like, oh, why am I dying? Oh, hello, love. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, you're off your rocker. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the guys downstairs, they're like military guys, and they're like, checking, like, ah, they're not moving, blah, blah, blah. Boom! Explosion! And like, glass and fire everywhere. And of course, the twins are then like immediately standing up. Uh, they're, yeah. they're twins, right? Like they the two male seem guys? to be like twins. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're like identical twins or something, or, or very similar looking. Um, but yeah, and of course the guys like fire at them and like throw grenades, basically blow up the entire basement. I would think. Um, and then it's like, okay, I, I, I guess they're they're dead now, or <laughs> right? Yeah. Or at least incapacitated for the moment. So they're like, all right, uh, let's keep them drinked up or put away or whatever under top security blah 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 um and then uh uh let's see she escapes it turns out the colonel's been having uh dreams where she talks to him and he oh, kind of yes. sees what she's been doing and then that's when they realize uh she's been hopping bodies she can transfer her her consciousness into other bodies 
that he sees, uh, the colonel sees a vision of a redhead who gets picked up by a dude. Uh, he basically comes telling them about how he, the dude's got his hand on her leg. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, and she's lifting up her dress and he's <gasps> touching <gasps> her. <gasps> oh, he's touching her soft. <laughs> it's like, whoa, need yeah. to calm down there, homie. There's a part in there where she transferred into a girl uh, in Hyde Park, and so they bring that mummified body back to the research thing. Oh, they, and then she, that reanimates. she ate somebody in the park, yeah. yeah. And so they hook that one up. Uh, yeah, so basically when these things reanimate two hours later, they have to eat immediately or they burst into dust. Yeah. It's spectacular. Oh, yeah, they like explode, too. Yeah. Like, like ah, shrivel, shrivel, shrivel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then uh, the colonel has his sexy nightmare. Yeah, was... sexy nightmare. <laughs> it, it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, all right, we're about halfway through this movie. We need a, we need a sex scene, but we can't really just randomly throw a sex scene into this movie. Ooh, what if, what if they're having sex in his mind? Oh, mind sex. Yeah, yeah, we can get away yeah. with that. Let's do it. Do you get it? Because she's mind fucking him. <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah, by the way, when he wakes up from that nightmare, he's, ah, 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 ah. and two, well, the, well, two seconds later, they both bust in the door, like, what's going on? It's like, yeah, the the, doc, <laughs> the, the British colonel and uh, the professor, well, uh, if you're watching, if you were listening to the sex scene as well as watching it like I was, yes. he goes, no, it's too much, you're taking too much of my energy, like, yeah. you're taking too much of my life force, so. Yeah, it, it was a nightmare, I know. Yeah, so I, I was under the impression he was in physical pain. Oh. Uh. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'm digging too deep. I'll allow it. Uh, and so after his nightmare, their answer is, well, let's hypnotize you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> have you ever been into hypnosis? Nah, I'll try anything. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's where they figure out he has the, the mind connection yeah. and all that, or at least like they use his that. His mind to... brain is connected. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they see as one. No. Um. Yeah, yes. and they lead on the trail, and that that leads them to the asylum, the mental asylum where yeah. the redhead lives. Ah, uh, yes, where the redhead lives, and it is operated by Doctor Patrick Stewart. Yes, uh, I forget his name. Oh, Armstrong, Doctor Armstrong. Armstrong. Yes, that's right. And Patrick Stewart's only in the movie for about fifteen minutes, and he is phenomenal. He, he acts really the is. shit out of that. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the the female vampire. By the way, this is a great place to interject. I really don't think there's so much vampires as they are more succubi. So the movie is basically space vampires. I think that was mm-hmm. actually the working title and stuff. Yeah. But throughout this, like, okay, the, the bats were thrown in for some reason. All right, whatever. That's yeah, the, the true form thing. Um, oh, gosh. But yeah, they they don't really suck the blood. They suck the life force. Yeah. Um, but the best part is when the uh, Dr. Faleda, uh, mm-hmm. little into it, he they have that random call where he's like, well, the twins came back to life. I was able to kill one of them. Really? How did you do that? The old way. The only way. Leaded Let, iron. Leaded iron directly, not through the heart, but through, through the, the... energy source, two <laughs> inches directly below the yeah. heart. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> you say so, Doc. Uh, yeah, that's... Um, so they go okay, to, they so go sorry, to back, back to yeah, Sir... Yeah, sorry. All right, sorry. Yeah, that was my fault. I interjected. Um, okay, so they, they track down the redhead, and uh, basically uh, the colonel, it, the American colonel 
beats the shit out of her because apparently she's a sadist and likes it. Yeah. Uh, she does appear to come, but apparently while he's beating her and like holding her hair and looking into her eyes and then kissing her, uh, he can read her mind and sees that the vampire transferred consciousness. And mm-hmm. he says, he goes to uh, Professor... Um, Armstrong. Professor Xavier. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Professor, Professor X. Professor X and says, if I describe a patient to you, can you take me to him? I think that's where the person we're looking for is hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ter- he describes a fat man with a birthmark on his face. And Professor X says, oh, yes, but he has the mind of a four-year-old. So let me go with you to you know act on his behalf. Actually, she transferred her mind brain into Professor X. That was actually a pretty cool little twist where they're like, yeah. All right, what are we going to do here? Well, you're going to... And they, like, pin him, like, what are you doing? Sunk. And they, like... Uh, yeah. Uh, oh tranquilize gosh. him. Tranquilize, yeah, yeah. I was like, like anesthesiology? No, no. no. Uh, they tranquilize, yeah, they tranquilize him. him. Yeah, they give him uh, morphine and propothiol, <laughs> whatever the stuff they killed Michael Jackson is. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the anesthesiologist is like, it's preferred for hypnosis. He's like... Is that really just that, that big of a thing in eighties England? Like apparently, ooh, that's a nasty break you've got in that leg. We're gonna have to hypnotize you, <laughs> make that better. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, then they take Doctor Armstrong to the surgery room, which yeah. had a lot of credenzas and cabinets and stuff in it. Yeah, it was weird. It was a surgery. It was more like it was his office that happened to have a surgery table in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it said surgery room or whatever on the door, and so that's why I was like. This is interesting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they yeah. lay him on the table in there. Uh, they ask the guy for a bunch more morphine to, like, keep him sedated. Yeah, and while it, the American tries to draw her out of him. Mm. And, she, and she's calling to the American. and Through Patrick has, Stewart, I just want to mention this, by the way. There are some very cool lip sync moments where her voice is coming out of Patrick Stewart's mouth. I really enjoyed that. I wish that yep. had gone on just a little bit longer. And it was, like, the cutting between Patrick Stewart and Matilda May yes. and stuff while it's going on. And, and she's and, just like, there's no need for that. You're part of me. Let and go I'm of part me. of you. Let go of you me. You want to come to me. Must resist. Kiss me. <laughs> and so then you see Patrick Stewart and uh, Colonel the American Carlson. Colonel make it out. A little, little, just a little kissy poo. Yeah, um, Patrick Stewart's first on screen cast. <laughs> it really is. It's awesome. You know what? This movie's very forward for its time. Very, very forward thinking. Yes, yes. She, uh, what, what happens? Uh, they start all freaking out. Lightning's happening and chandeliers are swinging. Yeah. And then they hit him with like a like even more morphine. Yeah, they shoot like a double dose directly into his neck. Both sides <laughs> of the neck. Oh, it's phenomenal. So then they uh, they strap him up. They say something about somebody's neck is broken. Oh, yeah. One of the... Uh, the uh, Oh, my gosh. The other guy that came with uh, Mr. Kane. Okay. Uh, the like older guy kind of looked like Pulse, Pulse Orbino. Yeah. Uh, he got tossed around when things were getting thrown out of the room and he hit the wall and broke his neck. So so he's dead now, unfortunately. Yeah. Or or at least they take him out on a stretcher. Yeah, so they they strap him down and they strap down... uh, Dr. Armstrong. Dr. Armstrong. And they get them both on a helicopter. They're going to go back to London because they need to find her. Her real body is somewhere as an anchor. She's just letting her mind float around. Yep, so that, yeah, they, is that when they get contacted by the doctor who says he killed one of the yes, twins? Yes, yes. Okay. He's like, the old way. Yeah. And then they uh, use the chopper there at the asylum to transport everybody and get out of there and get back to uh, London. Right. And while they're... Oh, my gosh. So so while they're on the helicopter, they have the two bodies there. Yeah. And they just, like, 
vomit a blood hottie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it comes out their eyes. Yeah, There's some I, weird puppetry involved. That's yeah. really kind of. It's like wax wax figures of both the actors. Yeah, the blood just violently like firing out of them, uh, and they pretty form cool in the middle. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty cool. I'm like, okay. Okay, don't watch this on drugs. All right, I got it. <laughs> All of this movie on drugs would be so weird. Yeah. And it was about that time um, that uh, Colonel Carlson says what really happened on the Columbia, yep. um, where where he was the one enthralled and basically destroyed everybody and blah, blah, blah. By the way, during this scene, there's a lot of like, well, you were talking, I took a message for you from the pilot. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, London's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's something happening and it's been quarantined off. And then, oh, by the way, Marshall NATO's Long. taken over and uh, we're, we have to go uh, across the river. If I don't take you down there immediately, they're going to shoot us out of the air. Yeah. It, but yeah, it, uh, it, yeah. And then blood hottie and then she like melts into the floor and goes, I guess, back to her regular body yeah and and while he's uh, talking about like what happened and stuff he's having like a flashback makeout session with matilda yeah. may well he, he's like telling the sad story of like how he like destroyed you know killed everybody on the crew and it's all his fault and you just see them like making out the whole oh. time <laughs> yeah wow. oh and that's where he says uh she had to mate with him sort of yeah mate mate was it mate mate with it in a sense and it's like in a sense, yeah. Huh? No, you fucked her. We get it. <laughs> we get. We get it. We got it. It's cool. You you fucked the space vampire. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, I would. I would oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever she wanted. Indeed. So yeah. Th- so they return back to London, which is basically in the early days of twenty eight days later. Like there's right? like zombie vampire whatever. They're yeah, they're just... more zombie like in this scene. Yeah. Like they're bloodier and they're like gnawing on each other instead of just stealing life force, and then. There are balls of energy flying around, blowing shit yeah. up. Yeah, there is just little blue, yeah, yeah, ball like like comet kind of things. It's supposed to be like the souls getting sucked up into. She's sending a them up into the spaceship. Yeah, but but a couple of them are just going stray and like blasting things. And... Yeah. So I have a question: Do you think they were sending all of that energy up into the spaceship? So that for when they move on to the next planet, or were they going to revive the carcasses of all of their friends? I think that may have been something like the the geode room, like used to get all those people so they can, and maybe even charge their ship and stuff too, to go on to the next planet, because they they mentioned that, you know, he's been part of her mind and stuff, she knows their history, like, she's destroyed worlds! Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's also mentioned the... So there's one male vampire left, and her. She, uh, he, the male vampire needs her to send the energy up to the ship. He can send energy to her, but he can't send it to the ship. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then, the, oh yeah, there's the scene where uh, Doctor Faleda and uh, King goes to check on Doctor Faleda. Yeah. Um, you know, in the middle of downtown London, he, he's hanging out in his office, the uh, Doctor Faleda's okay. office. Well, all right. So the way how we got there, the American and uh, Kane land. Yeah. In uh, across the river, they steal the general's car. Oh yes, and the they have to get back into London. Like, and are just like, we have to stop her. And you know, oh, because in an hour and a half, they're going to drop a nuclear bomb mm. on London and decimate everything. So uh, the American runs off first, and then Kane follows him. Uh, the American knows exactly where she is. Kane does not, so he goes back to yet to go find Doctor Falada to see if he can find out where the American's headed. So, and, that's where, yeah. and that's where he says, like, oh, yeah, she's in the cathedral. 
I know because I'm one of them now. Ah! And and of course that's also where Kane gets the medieval sword that Doctor yeah. Falada used to kill the one twin. Yeah, and he's scored against him, and oh my gosh, this movie is awesome. Oh no, he shoot uh, Kane <clears throat> shoots oh, Doctor Falada yeah, yeah. with leaden iron through the solar plexus. Well, I know he, sh- he shot him. Yeah, he shot him. And then Dr. Flata says, like, now I can move on to the other realm. And he his energy blows out the window. And then Kane turns around, sees the sword oh, in the carcass oh. of the male vampire, pulls it out. Oh, okay, you're right. The male yeah, vampire doesn't, doesn't actually, disintegrate okay. until he pulls the sword out, which is quite a cool effect. Yeah. Okay. I may have been checking something else. I thought he, like, pulled the sword out of that guy. And, you know, of course, the corpse exploded. But mm-hmm. then he, like, said that guy and he yeah. exploded, nope. too. He shot There's him. There's so many explosions in this movie. Because that's how that's how he knows the gun will work on some of the other, like, zombie vampires in the streets. Oh, yeah. Shoot, shooting him in the head works, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he does plenty of that because he's got to get to yeah. the cathedral. And he goes through town. He's driving through people, Mm -hmm. and then then he's on foot, he's being followed by hordes. There's a lot of survivors still running around in a lot of these scenes, too. A lot. Well, there's a lot of people in London. It's true. It's true. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, this movie's actually just really good. I I gotta... Do do we want to do the ending ending? No, let's not spoil this one. Okay. Because I want people to go watch this one. It's worth it. Yeah. Tilda's May's tits are worth it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I would recommend Life Force. Get it now. Absolutely. Get get the Blu-ray. Oh, my God. You know, that's actually, like, the only way you could get it. This movie, Netflix doesn't think it exists. Amazon, only, you can only, like, buy it. And then even when you buy it, you can't even buy it on, like, Prime or anything, like... We actually ordered it twice because the one order got canceled because they were just like, oh, yeah, no, we don't actually yeah, we, have this. We don't really have it. We just wanted your order. And then, yeah, it hung there for like 10 weeks. Yeah. Like, and then it was like, do you want to cancel? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do fucking want to cancel. So when you order your Life Force, make sure to check out our website at eilfm.podbean.com and go through our Amazon link. <laughs> yeah, you will. So you can actually get the real one. And uh, and when you do, make sure you send us a picture. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter at EILFM. That's everything I learned from movies. movies. Right. EILF movies. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you guys know. Get on, hit <laughs> us on the Twitter. Hit us on the Facebook. Hit us on the Insta. Man. Whew. It's all, getting warm in here. We're in the middle of a here. heat wave. Ta- talking about Matilda May. San, Francis- San Francisco got to 106 degrees, Steve. I know. That's, that's fucking nuts. But don't worry. Global warming's not a thing. This yep. has just never happened in 150 years of recorded history. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next beverage. Ooh. We have the from Adventurous Stranger Brewing. It's their Coffee Kolsch. Ooh. Awfully fitting. Ooh, from Wanakee, Wisconsin. Hey. Oh, it's, okay, Campanology Brewing. The Adventurous Stranger, which is a coffee culture. All right. Uh, I like the art on this yeah, label. This is some crazy shit. This looks like something out of Life Force. Just a... Right? Oh, wow. Uh, it's hard to describe. It's like a gentleman... It, no, it's a lady. Yeah, it looks like one of the... Uh, like the, the etchings on the dollar bill, like the, the carvings. <laughs> yeah. But then they've added, like, basically googly eyes and yeah, a like red a leather jacket and a crown on top butterflies. of like a double bun haircut jingly uh, bell necklace uh, titties green blouse with like a red cape uh yeah a nice little smoking pipe uh that's some or is it coffee a beans coming out of it yeah there's <laughs> a hummingbird yeah it's weird stuff 
But uh, you don't care about that. So here we go with the top. Oh, my top! And the pour. Yeah! I am curious about a coffee Kolsch. Indeed. Alright, this is a very clear beer. Smidgen hazy, but not too much. It's got yeah. a nice dark straw color. White frothy head. Mmm, you smell the coffee yeah, on it. you definitely get the coffee on the smell. Also get like... Also getting... Like a little bit of a green apple-y. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's left over for something else in my cup. Yeah, Steve's gone in oh, for yeah. the sip. Yeah, a little bit of green apple on it. Kind of like a, like a lager. Kolsch can uh, get a little bit of yeah. that just the way it's fermented, but... Yeah, not a lot of, like, coffee bite or anything. Like, I think usually when we get the coffee thing, it's, like, chocolate and coffee, but... Yeah, no, it's just, like, a, a little, little... Like, it's, uh... It's, like, a... Bl almost like, like the uh, the blonde stouts yeah. that come out. Like, it's it's got a little bit of sweetness. It's got a little bit of, like, the coffee... Um, it's weird. It's coffee roastiness without coffee bitter. Yeah. Which is an in always an interesting thing to me and kind of reminds me of, like, white chocolate. Yeah, very, yeah, very odd flavor. I would definitely recommend checking it out though, because this yeah. is a pretty good little. Lager. Give it a try. Yeah, a little well well rounded flavor profile all the way. Definitely, it's definitely different. It's de it's an adventurous stranger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Steve, do you have any fun facts for us? Oh, that I do. Fun but, facts, super fun facts, because fun fun facts. Just waiting for that theme music. Uh, <laughs> well, as mentioned before, Matilda May has only seven minutes of screen time, but you know what? That's enough for me. Yeah, it is. Uh, Patrick Stewart had 18 minutes of screen time, so... Wow, yeah. his role seems so much smaller than hers. Yeah. Uh, it was promoted under the name The Space Vampires, but it was changed to be taken seriously. <laughs> Makes sense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matilda May had to learn her lines phonetically uh, for her audition as Space Girl uh, because she didn't know any English at the time. Uh, moreover, May learned how to speak English during the six months she spent in England on this film. And also, as mentioned, Sir Patrick Stewart has his first on-screen kiss with Steve Rails back in this movie. Yes! Yeah. So, sweetie, what did we learn? Uh, I learned that apparently there's, uh, there's a vague line between vampires and succubi. Indeed. Indeed. What did you learn from this movie, my love? I learned that the energy center is located not in the heart, but two inches below the heart. It's your solar plexus. Yeah. Everything ends up or comes from space. <laughs> it's, it's true in a sense. Space is the ending and the beginning of everything. The alpha and the omega. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Halley's Comet has a giant dick inside it. That's true. 150 <laughs> miles long. 150 mile dick off that Halley's Comet. <laughs> there was a line in the movie that's like, what's 150 miles long? And I <laughs> instinctually replied, my dick! <laughs> That's true. Uh, Was it wrong that my brain always goes to your mom? Yeah, it doesn't make sense on that. I know, yeah. but that's just where my brain goes. Yeah, oh, I understand completely. Yeah. Also, that uh, apparently the Brits and the Americans, when they send up the Churchill, they don't care uh, what your sexual orientation is. Hey, you know what? Don't ask, don't tell. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, say, I, I think we just pieced that together. It, you know. Yeah. We were just thinking, like, wait, there's two guys, one girl. Ooh, maybe like the woman's guys, imagination was, like, gangbang. And oh. so that's why they created the two guys. I just like to watch. Yeah, oh I mean. There's a scene where uh, King, oh, that's right, when they're interrogating uh, Ellen at the asylum or oh, whatever. Yes. He's like, if you don't want to see me hit this woman, you better 
you better leave now. And he's I'm like, a natural voyeur. Yeah. <laughs> he just sits down all coy, like, go on. Ooh, like, what if it wasn't even her? What if it, uh, one of the guys has a thing for multiple dudes? Hey, you know. I mean, there's just so many. Own. Or maybe since, you know, the, the alpha vampire picked, uh, picked a American captain. What if both those dudes came from his mind too? That's actually a pretty good point. Mm? Hmm. So many theories. So so many questions that we'll hopefully get answered in a sequel. No. From what I understand, this is a book. This is based off a book. I seem How? to remember hearing this. No, I seem to remember <laughs> it's hearing not a that. Graphic that novel book. or no, 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 like it's a, a novel or a novella. A no. <laughs> <laughs> I like your ideas, and I'd like to, to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend checking this movie out. Yeah, uh, fantastic! Can't can't believe it's not talked about more. <laughs> so until next time. I'm Steve, and I'm Izzy. And this is everything I learned from movies. It kind of worked, right? It does. <laughs> oh no, it is based off a book. Written by a guy named Wilson. I was right! Yay! Yay! Sound the horns of triumph! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.